giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream live on this Thursday on YouTube. Of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. We live, we live on this Thursday, y'all. Switching it up today. We're going to talk about the Cowboys' impending free agents. We're going to dive into all 16 of them. Who should stay? Who should go? Got a little game. We're going to play with it, so stick around. I'll I'll explain that a little bit later. In the roundup, more coaching news. It continues to circulate. Uh, It it hasn't quite affected the Actually, it did affect the Cowboys, but we hope we will hear something from our own here shortly, but it's a very uh, heavy coaching-driven news cycle over the last week or so in the NFL, as it normally is during this time period. No free agency is going on, signings or whatnot, um, but it feels a little slower to me this year. I don't know. Maybe it's because there's still some some coaches that are left in the playoffs. Who knows? But uh they're starting now to move. We, we've got a big one that landed over there in L.A. we'll talk about. And uh, we're, we're still waiting on what happens here with the Dallas Cowboys and Dan Quinn. Um, no Pat today. We'll get Pat on tomorrow. Uh, we kind of switched things up a little bit, but we still will have Pat this week. But what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How y'all doing this morning, man? Like I said, switched it up a little bit. Uh, when we when we do our review of the free agents, it's going to be a light show. This is not really going to be anything too crazy. Um, we'll talk to y'all if you want, 351-999-3787. And we're going to go from 1 to 16, 16 to 1, whatever. We're kind of going to bounce around a little bit. But we're going to talk about all 16 of these free agents. And for the most part, why I believe somebody should return or why they shouldn't. But we're going to switch it up a little bit. If we do deem them coming back... Run that back, Turbo. You'll hear that. If not, you'll hear that. So we'll play some Run That Back or Nana with you guys a little bit later after the roundup. All right? Fair enough? Good to go? Let's do it, Cowboys Nation. Three. No, we don't want that. Come on, producer. It's time. It's time. time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. By the way, I forgot to hit y'all with the bomb squad, didn't I? Bomb squad! Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. So, uh, looks like we got a little bit of coaching news that dropped yesterday uh, over in L.A. Jim Harbaugh officially... It's official now, Cowboys Nation. Officially will be the uh, head coach of the L.A. Chargers. I think this is a, a quality hire. I talked about this on, I believe it was Twitter. 
And, you know, part, a little bit of me. No, why can't I? There we go. A little bit of me was, uh, I don't want to say disappointed in the word. But I thought Jim Harbaugh could have been a potential candidate. Now, the Cowboys have already obviously said they're keeping Coach Mike McCarthy. So he never was a, <laughs> a real one. But I felt like Jim could have, could have came here and, and definitely been a culture-shifting type of uh, head coach. And I think he will do that for the Chargers. It just made sense for him, right? You got a quarterback. You've got a lot of talent over there. It, will it take a year? Possibly. But I saw him take a 3-13 and team in San Francisco and go like 13-3 and the very first year and three NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl in four seasons. So... You know, Jim Harbaugh knows what the hell he's doing. 100%. Um, good. I'm happy for the Chargers fans, right? They they kind of needed this type of guy to come over there and hopefully re-energize that organization. And that's what I think he'll do. I, I don't know how soon, but they got a good one. We still haven't heard anything, other coaching news, anything on Dan Quinn until this morning. He will be having his second interview with the Seahawks, so maybe uh, we'll hear something on Dan Quinn. But I'm hopefully we hear something soon because, again, the longer you wait, the more these other assistants are being hired. And I don't know, man. You know, you, you kind of miss out on certain guys. But that's something we'll talk about with Pat tomorrow. What else? Uh, ben Johnson has been rumored to be the next guy in Washington which I hate that because I, I like Ben Johnson. You know, I feel about him. I think he's a quality offensive guy. Um, and if you look at what Washington is doing, new ownership. They got San Francisco 49ers assistant general manager, and they could possibly have one of the best young offensive minds going right now and Ben Johnson leading the way. Don't like that. Nah, I don't like that. Now, it's still it's Washington, right? So... <laughs> But it's different ownership, so I don't know if I can look at them the same way. That's all. You used to look over there and say, Dan Snyder, the owner. Nah, we're good. Hey, the case no more, man. And when you look at some of these terrible owned teams for, you know, decades, right? The Bengals, what happened with him? Their owner, he stepped back and said, you know what? Y'all got this. And then they became a formidable franchise. Um, Detroit Lions. You know, they, their ownership stepped back and look what they're they're starting to do. And now you got Washington. We'll see what happens with Washington. Uh, they've sold their franchise to a different owner. And, and, and look, I think the San Francisco 49er assistant general manager hires a good one. Copycat league and Ben Johnson, if he does become the head coach, I think that's a good one, too. 100 percent. The other coaching news that kind of hit the waiver wire yesterday, or the news wire, I should say, that shocked the NFL, and then, like, right after it dropped, more news dropped on it. Vic Fangio and the Miami Dolphins mutually parted ways. And Vic is on his way to Philly right now to sign the contract to be the defense coordinator. Couple things here. Um, Fangio wanted to be the defensive coordinator this past season for the Eagles when Gannon left. Uh, they decided to go with Desai, and Fangio went and left for Miami. 
Uh, he has family. He's from PA. Has family in PA. He wants to be closer with his family, so he wants to go back to Philly, right? Miami. Well, why would he leave Miami? They they put together a, a good defense when um, Jalen Ramsey got back. They they put they strung together a really good defense, right? Yes, they did. But doing some digging, Vic wasn't a an, a likable guy. And y'all know how I feel about Vic. I'm a Vic Fangio fan. I love his scheme. I, I think he he puts together quality defenses if you have the the room to do so. Let me say this real quick though. For Phillies, I'm not mad that Vic is going to Philly. I'm mad that Vic could have been a guy that could have came here. I thought. Now knowing that he wants to be in Philly, there's that. Uh, I don't think the Eagles currently, as it stands, they have the back seven to even you know make his defense work that great. Let's remember, he was an assistant on that Eagles defense uh, that, that Dak destroyed last year in, in, uh, at the crib. And if you look at Miami, because a lot of people are saying, you know, Vic is, is the, the kryptonite to, to Dak Prescott. And I say, well, he drove right down the field on that Vic Fangio defense, healthy Vic Fangio defense last year or this past season with Chuma Doga at left tackle and no running game. And scored the go-ahead touchdown, not to mention another touchdown wiped off the board because it's fullback fumble. So while it wasn't the cleanest game, he basically won you the game against Vic Fangio's defense, by the way. So it's not about, oh my God, Vic Fangio's going to Philly, the blueprint, and yada, yada. That's not even that for me. I don't think the Eagles currently, as it stands, has the secondary to make it work. One of the things that I've said to you guys here on this channel about Vic's defense is that if he has the dudes in the back end, he can he can make for a really good defense. I don't think that's the case. I think their secondary is hot garbage. I think their linebackers are trash. I just don't think they have those guys. Now, we know one thing about the Eagles. They'll go out and sign guys in free agency, and they'll make moves to be aggressive in, in, in uh, the draft. So maybe they will get those guys. But it was more, for me, the frustration is more that Man, he could have been a candidate here, and I thought that he did have the guys here or, or would have had the guys here in Dallas, right? I think he's got the pass rush. Uh, you add some linebackers in free agency. I think he's definitely got the, the secondary guys with Diggs and Bland, potentially bringing back other dudes. I think he had the dudes to to really run a quality defense here. That was the frustrating part for me, uh, but it quickly went away when I found out why he wanted to go to Philly. Uh, from the PA area, families there. I totally get it. He wanted to coach there. But unless Philly upgrades their secondary, whatever. Pretty much how I look at it. How y'all feeling about Vic going over there, man? I know there was a, again, I know there's a, initially, and, and, and you're going to get that pushed in the media um, on, on Twitter and whatnot. Oh, Blueprint Fangio. Oh, my God. He's Dax Kryptonite because of what he did in Denver. I don't think you can say that after last year. Yeah, it, it was a weird in-between period from that second and third quarter. But he drove, bink, 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 drove right down the field on that Vic Fangio defense and scored a game winning touchdown and had 105 quarterback rating, two tutties, no picks. He didn't even throw, he didn't even throw a, uh, what do they call it, a turnover-worthy play in that game. With Chumay Doga at left tackle and no running game. So, I'm going to be honest. If, if he wants to go to Philly and they don't upgrade that linebacker room in that secondary, I don't give a damn about no damn blueprint. I don't. Uh, the secondary is hot garbage. Linebacker room's hot garbage. 
Now, what I care about is what do we do? <laughs> it's about us. You know, if we go out there and we and we're you know, we talk about being stagnant and being scary and all this other stuff, then hell, Joe Barry's defense can do something against you. So it's more about what we do, in my opinion. Greg said the guy 65. Well, we know that age in this league really, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. Like getting to the people, the players matter. But I mean, there's a lot of older coaches that still get to these to these players and have success. Uh, but he is a no-nonsense guy, wasn't a likable guy down there. Um, some players, and that's the thing about these players, y'all. That's the thing about these players. It's a new age. And I don't know. Maybe I sound like an old man, but they they can't. Some of them can't take the coaching. Some of them do want the coaching, but I think those that want the coaching come from a different era. But you know, reading between the lines, uh, some articles about Vic's departure. There was some young players that just wasn't feeling him, even though I thought he put together a quality defense. <laughs> Vic looks like he can't use a TV remote. Yeah, he wanted he wanted them old, but hey, man, I, you know, again, I, I think he has a. They call it the Fangio Six. I think he has a quality scheme, but I think it requires specific players. It requires uh, quality DBs and smart DBs, and if you don't have those, and you need linebackers that can cover too, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. All right, let's talk about our free agents again. If you guys just jumped up in here. We'll play a little game of run that back. Run that back, turbo. Nah, nah. Or nah, nah. Easy. Easy game. 16 free agents. Going to go through them all. Break it in half a little bit. Ain't a whole lot of guys that I think actually come. In fact, I think this year's free agent class for the Cowboys. Easy, man. I don't think there's a lot of difficult decisions. Nope. I don't think you're going to miss a whole lot of these players. So let's talk about it. I'm probably going to jump around a little bit. I'm not going to stick to this order. I'm going to jump around. I'm going to start backwards, though, and speak on the position that we talked about yesterday. And my, by the way, we're going to still do our breakdown of each position, hindsight 2023 series. So we'll go in more depth on certain guys once we get to that position. Some of these guys we've already attacked. Number one, Sean... McEwen. Y'all know how I feel. I talked about this yesterday. Uh, but again, I'm going to run this thing back in regards to Sean McEwen. Do you want to bring back Sean McEwen? Or no Sir Ebofsky? For me? No, no. Yeah. Good here. I'm good here, good here on Sean McEwen. Now, the only way I see this being a situation where you bring back Sean McEwen is if they... Um, Hey, we need an extra body for camp. Hey, call him camp. Hey, we need we need five, six, seven, whatever tight ends for camp. I'm going to sign him to a vet veteran deal, minimum deal. But you know, Sean is not somebody I'm really worried about. I go through the rest of my free agency, and and if Sean McEwen is a free agent, come camp time, and we need extra body in here. Hey, just call him up or whatnot. But yeah, I don't, I'm not really pressed on bringing back Sean McEwen. So I'm gonna say no, Sir Bobsky on Sean McEwen. Um, three consecutive seasons, he did play 100 snaps. Uh, not a guy that's catching a lot of passes. Not a guy that's like this amazing run blocker. He quite literally is just a tight end four that if somebody gets hurt, they bring him in here. You can find tight end fours anywhere. 
Um, he played 100 snaps exactly, went on IR. In fact, they I don't think nothing was wrong with him. I just think they hit him with the, hey, your ankle hurt because we got Peyton Hendershot coming back. When you get sent to the bench for Peyton Hendershot. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, uh, next up, Trent Sieg. Here's what's weird about Trent Sieg. And again, Pro Bowl, I get it, y'all. I don't mean nothing. How you send our kicker as an all-pro and pro bowler, our punter as a, a pro bowler, I don't know if he's all-pro, but you leave out our long snapper. How you do that? Man, look. Run that back, Turbo. I'm running that back. 100% running that back with Trent C. I, do y'all remember a terrible snap? I don't. So why wouldn't you bring him back? Now, one thing about him, he, he's pretty funny on social media. He was, uh, you know, pushing for the Pro Bowl. And and look, we we may scoff at it, but if they go to the Pro Bowl, they get that extra check, you know, and he's, he's a long snapper. Long snappers ain't getting that bread like that. So, I, and he had a funny, you know, campaign trying to get to the Pro Bowl, but I'm 100% running that thing back and ain't going to cost you nothing. Um, and, and, and look, he, he's a long snapper for your Pro Bowl All-Pro kicker, and he's a long snapper for your Pro Bowl All-Pro punter. Yeah, you, you bring that trio back. You don't mess that up. Uh-uh. Now, I, you don't mess that up. No, no. <laughs> That's what, I'll say that. You bring Trent Sieg back. Noah Igbenogany, or if you are a fan of the pregame show, Noah Ignactive. Yeah, I'm out on that one. No, no! I'm good. Let's go ahead. X marks the spot right here, man. Y'all feeling about Noah? I mean, this is... Got nothing against the guy, but... No. I I, have really nothing else. (laughs) Just... Just no. Um, cornerback is a position I'm definitely looking at uh, in the draft and obviously in free agency if you can find a some other quality ones, which which we'll get to here in a second. I'm just going to move forward. No, I don't really. There's really no need to really spend much time on. CJ Goodwin. I'm going to make this one. Run that back, Turbo. Run that back. 100%. I am running that back with CJ Goodwin. Um Low-key, wasn't he missed? And this is what I mean by low-key. I get that they had Sam Williams out there uh, at camp. But I don't think Sam Williams would have been out there if CJ was going, you know, full-time. Uh, who else? Tobert was out there. And look, I like I like Tobert, but there were certain times where it was weird seeing Tobert running down. I think it was... Um, Philip Tanner, who was talking about some things they were doing. But CJ Goodwin always, every year, we're, we're not we, because I'm a big CJ Goodwin fan. It's cost you nothing to have him on your special team. In, in my opinion, he's our Slater. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the probably would be a Hall of Fame special teamers from the New England Patriots. Uh, it costs you nothing. He's still one of the more, you know, one of the most, the fastest guys on the team, according to the players down there. He's smart. He, he understands the game. That is his, perf- like, he perfected special teams. 
Everybody wanted to kick him off the bridge. And then when he got hurt, you were worse off. You saw so many penalties. You saw guys running into each other. It, it, it was a it was it was sloppy more often than it was smooth. And when CJ was out there, you really didn't see a whole lot of that. So I'm 100% bringing back CJ Goodwin um, until he's ready to hang him up. It really costs you nothing here. You know what I'm saying? It costs you nothing to bring back CJ Goodwin. Um, he's to me. I mean, I don't. I'm biased a little bit. Cowboys Nation. I keep it to me. I don't know everybody else's special team guys, but I know he's our ace. Our ace. 100. You bring him back. Last one here before I hit the phone lines. This one is interesting. Jordan Lewis, who finished the season strong, filled in admirably for. When I say filled in, let's let's bring context here. Trayvon Diggs goes down. Jordan Lewis starts off as a fourth corner on the team. Trayvon goes down. They move Deron Bland out to the slot or out to the uh, boundary, and then Jordan Lewis steps in in the slot. Here's the thing, though. Wait, what? What did you say, Sky? I said, No, no. I know y'all. I was one of the guys saying, "Hey, man, look, he's, he's this is your fourth corner playing like your fourth corner. He's he's filled. He's a a veteran. It's fine. That does not mean I'm gonna resign him. You know what I'm saying? That's that, that doesn't mean I want to throw the bag at him or anything like that. If Jordan Lewis wants to come back for nothing, I mean. Sure, but this is my reasoning to why not. And actually, I have to do the next one. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and do the next one. Stefan Gilmore. Right at bat, Turbo. That's mainly why. And then I'm going to get on the phone lines. I don't foresee Gilly and J. Lou returning. I don't even know if I would do that. So it's a matter of pick between the two. And if I'm picking between the two, I'm definitely picking Stefan Gilmore. And, and I'd imagine Stephon Gilmore is not going to cost you a whole lot. And here's why. I feel, I feel like you got to bring back one of these dudes. Trayvon Diggs is returning on from an ACL injury. If I bring back Steph, I can put Deron Bland back in the slot. Where I think Deron Bland is uber elite. Now, Deron Bland had a fantastic year on the boundary. He's one of those dudes, kind of like Tyler Smith. I could bring him, move him anywhere. But if I bring back Stephon Gilmore... I can still draft a guy that I can bring along. Um, if Diggs is not ready, if Steph gets hurt, whatever, he's right there for me. And you're not bringing back Stephon Gilmore in a long-term deal. I'm bringing him back for one more year. Let's see if we can run this back and get this ring. So if I got Stephon Gilmore, Diggs on the outside, like I had to start the season, Deron Bland on the inside, I've got my three guys. And then I draft me a corner at some point. Maybe you sign another, a, a veteran corner better than Jay. I don't know. But if I bring back J. Lou and not Stephon Gilmore, yeah, I got DB and I got Diggs on the outside, but I don't, I don't really have any insurances if Diggs is, hey, what if he has to go on pup? What if he's not ready? I don't got any insurances just yet. And if the insurance is that rookie corner, you know, second round pick, third round pick, late first round pick, you know, that could take some time. So I'd rather go with Stephon Gilmore on what I don't think would be a big contract. Now you say, well, Sky, it's gonna cost you $15 million or something like that to us. No, no. No, you can go. But I don't think it'll cost that much. I think you can get Stefan back um, for a good price. 
one year deal, maybe like a two year situation where you can get out on you know in the second year for no problem. You know how they do moving around money and whatnot. But yeah, so no on J. Lou. Not not no disrespect to J. Lou. I thought coming back from an injury did a fantastic job. Yes, on Stefan Gilmore. So first part of this. I'm out on Sean McEwen, Noah Igbenogany, and J. Lou. I'm in on Trent Sieg, CJ Goodwin, Stefan Gilmore. Sky wants Nation over J. Lou. Willie T. Okay, so then, now, when does crack, now, so the, the cocaine's, cocaine's happening. happening, when does that crack come into play for you? Hmm. Nation, right. When does that cocaine, I mean, the crack, the cocaine's happening. You kidding me, dude? Get J. If it's between J. Lou and Nashawn Wright, I'm taking J. Lou. What are you talking about? That's not Nashawn Wright's not a free agent. Cowboy Mike, good morning, sir. What's going on, Skywalker? How you doing, brother? Man, uh, I want to talk about these free safeties, man. Um, it seems like when we gotta when they get mismatches. Speed-wise, we cannot keep up in space with fast receivers. Curse, what do you think on curse, man? What do we need to do? Oh, well, I'm going to put a pin in that because we'll get to curse here, so I don't want to give that away. But, but um, I'm oh, a hooker. We can talk about hooker, too. Yeah, hooker going to be here. He just signed a contract. I don't mind hooker. I think, right. I think hooker played the roof uh, fine this year. He was put in a, a ridiculous like, – he sh- he shouldn't be playing. When I say he, nobody really should be playing that much goddamn single high man cover one in today's game. I mean, that is so, I don't say easy, right. but it it can be easy to game plan against in today's league. But I don't really have a problem with Malik Hooker. I, I actually think he was your most consistent safety on the team. Uh, but, but yeah, J-Ron, we're going to get to J-Ron here soon. Uh, if, I mean, look, let's be honest. Y'all not feel, I, I think we should move along. So there you go. That's my, my version of... Uh, but yeah, no, I'm no one on, on, on J. Ron. We'll talk about him more, but I, I'd probably. But the, I think you got the guys in the room. I don't think you need to really draft a dude. I, I, I think right. Juan Ye, and we'll get to breaking down the whole room in depth. Ooh, Juan yeah, Ye. I think about him. Yeah, I mean, you got Juan Ye. You, you, if you move Izzy back to free safety, he can do some free things. Yeah, I think you got the Bell. Right, Bell's a really a safety. I think you got the athleticism, the speed, the guys to do it. Uh, maybe politics. I don't know, bro, but. For whatever reason. Right. You just got to sure up that rotation, man. I yeah. open up the competition maybe in training camp. Well, I think you're going to get it because I think when J-Ron's gone, now it's going to be a fight for that spot. And um, I think it really should be a spot that 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 they say, here's the pool stick breaking the half, only one man wins. Like, like that should be an open competition. But me, man, I think the, the most spot we need to focus on is the two spots for me. Is offensive lineman and a, a downhill linebacker. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, man. I mean, that's going to be a reoccurring theme here between now and uh, draft. Well, free agency and then draft season is you know I usually do a list of my top you know needs pre-draft and then my top needs post-draft. And and right now, linebacker, offensive line are definitely high up there. 
Yes, most definitely. And one more thing, man. Have you heard anything on Overshawn and his recovery? Just that it's going as normal. I mean, if you guys remember after he got hurt, he had surgery. They took some – I'm no doctor, right? But they took some stuff from one of the knees, put it in the other knee, and he's out there. He was on the cords at some point. They, they took a picture of him on the cords, him and um, uh, John John Stevens Jr. Is it John Stevens Jr.? Yeah, John Stevens Jr. They both were working on the cords. So, ooh, I, I mean, ooh, ooh. I'd imagine it's, it's, it's coming along fine, but it's an ACL, right? You just don't know. Until you get out there, we we saw with uh, Brillo how it took him a year. Uh, I forgot about bringing up Brillo yesterday. Brillo, Tristan Hill, Terrence Steele, uh, Michael Gallup. It's an ACL, man. They're tough. You mentioned Steven, and that made me think of Brooks because they're the same kind of rangy, quick, fast guys. But I really like Brooks too, the wide receiver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he came in the game, the games this year, you saw his size, his strong hands. Big possession type wide receiver. He could be – well, I don't know how he is as a blocker. but oh, He reminds me of a young Ocho Cinco. You remember how Ocho Cinco used that first step, man, he get yeah. off the line and it's like he, he – Y'all quit. crazy. Y'all crazy. I'm, I'm serious, man. Look at the <laughs> dude's right. Crazy, that's a ba- I'll say baby Ocho. Baby Ocho right now. Boy, I t- <laughs> boy, hey, that's, that's an interesting one. I, what I was going to say, I was just thinking about who was in the – who's still le- playing right now, right? I was thinking about a guy like Jawan Jennings, a very obscure wide receiver for the yeah. Niners, who's like wide receiver four or whatever. And but but he's yeah. big, strong, physical. He just makes a play when you don't expect it. He's blocking his ass off. If we can, if we could turn Brooks into like a Jawan Jennings, that's a home run for a seventh round pick. And man, even looking at the playoffs, looking at all the teams except Kansas City's wide receiver core, they kind of struggling. But Baltimore. They have their four and five guys will beat you. I don't think receiver Aguilar. room was our problem. I, I, maybe the deployment of them or, or whatever, but I, I don't think we we lack right. talent in the receiving room at all. I think there'll be a, a lot of teams that will gladly take that receiving room um, on on the you know in the league. But so I don't think we lack the talent. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's only one rock out there. Only one Everybody rock. Everybody can't yeah. see it. But yeah, man, I, I take the rest off the air, man. But I'm, man, it took me a while, man. I've been, I love the Cowboys, bro. But this time, I had to really take a step back. Wow. I mean, I didn't watch nothing, listen to nothing for a couple of days, like, cause, man, I, you know, I coach basketball. We talked about this before, but I had this rule: no matter what happens during the game, we don't talk about anything for 24 hours. But this time, it took me 48, bro. The seventy two, because this man, we 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 had therapy for a whole week, and we still getting some some leftover. Ther- you know, the line's long, so you know, we we still getting some. Shoot, but we, bro, we had therapy all that. week last week. I didn't even tune in to you. I was like, man, I just got to step back. Listen, brother, I, I I do not blame you. Um, when that happened, I didn't I didn't watch no sports show for for a long time. I'm still not really watching any at this point. I catch some. Um, and the main reason yeah. for me, man, is I'm a disciplinarian and accountability guy, and it's something going on, man. We we got we got to get somebody in here to hold people accountable because we're not prepared. Well, brother, when we are not prepared when we play when we play in the playoffs, for when the head of your table that, doesn't is not held accountable, that that will trickle down. Yeah, yeah, it's like me at my job. Hey, I can be fired. 
but my boss can't. And my boss, you know, he makes all the decisions. He can't fire himself if he's doing a horrible job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're in a bad spot, bro. Yeah. But, man, I appreciate what you do, man. I'm going to get off here get on the grind. Yes, sir. I'll be easy, man. Just It's draft time. Now we can get into this rebuild, man, and just get back on the wagon. Back on it, brother. Appreciate you, Cowboy do. Mike. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right, let's get Los real quick, and then we're going to jump back into the uh, free agents. What's up, Los? Good morning, Sky, man. And you know what? I'm still not over. I'm still in therapy session, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, it, it's just inexcusable. And just a quick note is if you – I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but shout-out to Brian Broaddus for bringing all of our Cowboys fandom of how the organization is run to light because, I mean, hey – we can't do anything about it. We're just fans talking about the team we love. So that's that. So I'll give you this yeah. guy. I mean, shouts out to B. That's um, my guy. We, but we've been saying that for years. Like, no, this is not a knock on him. He has the platform. So, you know, it's good now that it's getting the, the traction. But, guys, we've been talking about that on this show since y'all met me. So, you know, it's nothing new what he was saying, in my opinion. Uh, I just hope that, you know, what, what he did say – reaches out to that organization, and maybe they move differently, but whatever. Exactly, Sky. That's all I can hope for. But I'll make it two quick points, man. Um, and talking about this team, we, we all know that this team has to catch lighting in a bottle to do anything in the playoffs, especially health-wise, because I feel like Gilly going down during the playoffs, because I don't know if they were lying, but my concern in that playoff game was, man, I don't know if Gilly's 100%. Sure enough, he was battling, I don't know what, one shoulder out there, playing with one shoulder. And we couldn't do anything adjust to adjust I mean, they reported it, Lose, going into the game. They, 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 they reported that he was playing with the bum shoulder, though. So that shouldn't have came as a surprise, right? Yeah, and then exactly. But my thing is, like, all right, what are we going to do? I mean, I know we can't play man, so what are we going to do to help out Gilly? Nope, we're just playing nickel all day long and let Green Bay throw all over us. So I'm just paying hey, no adjustment. But um, I just know that. For this team to do anything, it's got to be 100% healthy. And, like, I just feel like this, this team has to catch on. This has to be, like, I don't know. I don't need, I don't even think coaching. I think coaching is the issue, but I think, like, health-wise, this team has to have a, a, basically a backup plan because it seems like when push comes to shove, there's no backup plan for when Tyron goes out, if Gailey's hurt, if Bland goes down. We just need some like we just need something. I, I don't I don't know. I'm just frustrated, Scott. I'm just sorry I can't. I'm just talking out my you know what, but I'm just frustrated, man. I'm just frustrated as a fan because like there's so many things we can do to improve a team, and we just got to do it. And just, that's all I got. Sorry if I make no sense this morning, but yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just no, frustrated. We, we got a good we got a yeah. good low we got a good low quote right there. There's so many things that we need to do. We just got to do it. I love it. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you, Los. Hey, man. <laughs> Los, hey, look. The crazy thing is, as simple as that sounds, it's true. Los said, man, so many things we got to do. We just got to do it. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> We're about to get that on the shirt. Appreciate you, Los. What did he say the other day? Hey man, when they know we gotta we're gonna pass, better pass good. They know we're gonna run. God damn it. 
You better run better. With the heat low key, simple, but true. I don't even think those be noticing either, though. Let's get back to it. <laughs> the reason why I didn't want to go in Cowboy Mike on J. Ron Curse, because there go J. Ron Curse right there. You know, let's just talk about it. This seems like it's going to be a consensus. J. Ron Curse, we're going to run that thing back or. No, no! It's a nah nah for me. Can I, <clears throat> I throw something out, out there at y'all real quick? I was thinking about this uh, when I was setting up this show. And this is going to sound kind of f***ed up. But I think J-Rock Curse f***ed up our defense. <laughs> I think he did. Like, hold on, wait a minute, because I'm not saying J. Ron Curse is the reason why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to solely put the game on J. Ron, anything like that. This is what I mean. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. When, when DQ got here, if you go back, you watch the first Bucks game and whatnot, um, 2021, Dallas wasn't doing all this weird ass six dbs and a safety at the backer and it was it was cute it was cool it worked in 20 it worked in 2021 when j ron it was new it was it was invasive or whatever right it was different but what happened it's big pauses is six four two fifteen whatever he is as a safety 220 he ain't a linebacker his body ain't built to be a linebacker and he started to break down. So we run that thing back again with J. Ron Curse. All right. Oh, we done found something. We done, we done reinvented the wheel. That was never the intention. And it wasn't, he was never here to reinvent the wheel for this defense. But but what happened, Dan Quinn said, Oh, this is this is something here. Let's keep, let's keep running. Let's keep running. Tight end stopper, right? All this cool stuff. I'll put him in the box. And he played well. Kudos to J-Ron. But I think it gave Dan Quinn this false confidence that, oh, well, shit. If, if not J-Ron, then uh, Marquise Bell can do, can do those things, right? If not J-Ron, then or whomever. And then for whatever reason, in 2023, Instead of just saying, okay, this is what you do really well, J-Ron, even though I know you're getting banged up and maybe this is why he decided to do this. We're going to put you on a roof. Might have been a, I might have been a bit hyperbolic in saying that he messed up our defense. But what I mean is I think he gave Dan Quinn false confidence in running that particular style of defense. J-Ron, in a sense, was a lightning in a bottle. He was a box safety, kind of been in multiple schemes, veteran guy that picked up the, the defense quickly. Um, but you, you tried with Keanu Neal to move him to linebacker, didn't work. Uh, Marquise Bell had his ups and downs. He's a safety, man. He's not a linebacker. 
and really you didn't if you really think about it you didn't have a replacement for jaron in the sense of they they didn't want to have a replacement for him maybe you could have looked at bell to be that guy maybe you could look at Wan Ye to be that guy but but they said now nah, this is what you're going to do you're a green dot guy you're our emotional leader At the end of the day, if you're not playing well out there, somebody's got to, you got to try something else. And I don't think J-Ron played all that well this year, y'all. Like, my bad. I, I, I don't. And that's why I'm on some, because if we being real, no, no. It, it's not just this year. I mean, did he play better in 2022? Sure. But you saw the decline coming. You saw the decline coming. And when your body starts to break down and you're not really built for that box like that, right? Like, you know, there was a lot of, hey, man, he's our Cam Chancellor. Dog, Cam Chancellor was like, what, 6'3", 240, damn? Cam Chancellor was built like a goddamn tank. And Cam Chancellor could play way better when he had to, I'm not saying he was a cover guy, but I'm talking about when he had to play in space, Cam Chancellor was sending dudes to the shadow realm. Do you hear me? Hey, y'all, find me a find me a play where J. Ron was sending dudes to the shadow realm. I feel like I'm, I'm piling on him, but I but yo, I mean, just watch if you go pop on that tape, man. The place he's not even in, you'll see J. Ron kind of shine away. Like, I'm going to run to a spot. I ain't going to run to him. And it's probably because he all hurt. He's not built for that long term. And I just think he gave us a false confidence uh, that we can just run this. And then when they decided to, hey, you know, all right, J-Ron, I see that you're not really about that physical life anymore. We're going to put you on a roof. We're going to put you in space. From jump from early in the season when J. Ron Curse was in space, he was terrible. And they just kept doing it. So maybe it ain't J. Ron's fault. Maybe it's Dan Quinn's fault. But nonetheless, I don't care whose fault it is. I ain't bringing him back. I ain't bringing him back. Let's keep it moving. Shouts out to Cam from your hood, Rico. Neville Gallimore. No, no. I'm good. Again, I don't really got too much for you on Neville Gallimore. He just felt like he was just there this year. Uh, I, I, but the crazy thing is on Nev, this was kind of his, his best season. But it, it really wasn't much of anything. Nev's been asked to be in, you know, when I say inside, outside, three tech, one tech. No, they've been moving Nev around. I don't think he's a physically imposing guy. I don't think he's an overly athletic guy. I don't think he's a playmaker. I, you know, I just think he's a, he's quite literally a jag. And when in that case, I think you can go ahead and um, find those guys elsewhere. So I'm going to just move on with Nev. I don't really think there's much there, right? There's not much there. I never got them. But this one here. Jonathan Hankins, hey, look. Right at bat, Turbo. Yes, indeed. I am 100% uh, bringing back Big Bank Hank. 
I think um, for what he was asked to do for this team, he did it at a very high rate, in my opinion. You know, clog up lanes. And I always talk about, I say this all the time to y'all, hey, I need my defensive tackle, my nose tackle specifically, one tech, whatever, to not just be the, you know, cause, cause, cause traffic accidents, but be that truck, be that Ford F-150 or that 18-wheeler that's causing those accidents in the backfield. Right, make that that running back have to relocate, reroute, and I thought Hank did that um, pretty damn good this year, man. Uh, I, I will one hundred percent bring him back. I don't think it's gonna cost you a lot. It costs you nothing this year to bring him back. It, it's a one year deal. Um, he's a he's a good veteran to have in that room for a young guy like Mozzie and whoever else is going to be there. I know Osa's still there, etc. But I'm, I'm definitely bringing. I don't think this. I think this does more probably more harm if you don't bring him back because confident they're gonna go out there and get somebody better I, I mean look i would love for them to do it but this is dallas best uh nose tackle since who we barely had any here but the cowboys haven't really invested in the position and i'm not even saying this is like a, a crazy investment because it's one year vet minimum type of deal but yeah i'm definitely bringing him back it hurts you no no it does not hurt you at all in fact i think it helps you um, it doesn't stop you from drafting if you want. It doesn't stop you from signing a better one if you want. The more the merrier. Um, I ain't saying he's, your, he's Michael Pierce, but you do need a Michael goddamn Pierce on this team to help you stop the run. I wouldn't say the Cowboys couldn't stop the run when they needed to because of Hank, uh, but I think Hank will help when you do eventually revamp the linebacker room. Russell Maryland, God, that's crazy. If he's our best since Russ. If he's our best since Russ. Oof. <laughs> DQ wants. <laughs> hey, Marcus Arnes. DQ wants, wants our safety to play nose tackle. That's what I heard. All right. So for those still rolling up in here, we are playing a game of. Run that back, Turbo. Or. No, no. And maybe the most controversial one right here, I saw my guy Marcus, he might have jumped up in here late, was like, um, why why not? Why are we out on Jay Lou? Um, my reasoning was, I don't think you bring back both Stephon Gilmore and Jay Lou. And if I'm bringing back one or the other, I'm taking Steph because I can now put uh, Bland back in the slot. And I, st- I got my top three corners. I'm not really sure what's going to happen with Diggs. And if Diggs happens to be on IR or, or Pup, I could put Bland back on the outside. But regardless... I got I got three corners that uh, I feel good about, and I could draft one. That, that's that's my reasoning. Um, Jordan Lewis is a, a cornerback for if somebody gets hurt, he helps you. That's, that's kind of how I viewed it, brother. Glover, well, I, I wouldn't necessarily view Glover and Jay as one text or nose tackles, but but I hear you. You know, Jay Ratliff did play the undersized nose tackle role under Camp Cupcake. You know, I hear you. VIP, what's up, man? Sky, what up, baby? What's Look, going on with you, it's, man? It's VIP. You already know I had to take a little time away, man. I can dig it. I, I, think, I take this ish real serious, this thing of ours. And, yo, that, that, that L, bro, I, I'm, still, I'm still not even fully digested from that, bro. Like, it's how we set ourselves up at home and, 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 Come and put that pathetic 
Yo. Yeah, I you, don't even know who to, who to go at anymore. Yeah, you didn't call. Guy, is it? Did you call in last week? Can't remember. No, I called in, but I didn't have time because I was I was so stressed out. I didn't tap back in. Got but but my point is going forward, we already know. Like I, I love Curse as a motivator, but but Curse, I think he hurt us more than he helped us last year. I agree. Meaning, because now he's stopping thirty from getting on the field, and if you if you ask me, thirty. And Bell, which which would kind of help this year, groom them into that spot. But I I really think we definitely need two things this year: uh, an official middle linebacker, a Mike linebacker. That's what we yo in the draft. I want a defensive tackle over three hundred and twenty pounds, and I want a I don't want a fucking make believe Mike linebacker. I don't want a a will linebacker turn into a Mike. I want an official Mike linebacker. Talk to me, Sky. What? What? Am, no, I, am I going crazy? No, here? you're not. I mean, that's we were asking for that last year. You know, when when it came out that Roquan Smith was on the damn trade market, and, we, and he, what did he go for? Like two and five. Did he go for a Come two? On, and you see what he's doing. So you, Do want, you see what he's doing right now? Yeah, if he went to, for a two and five, you're talking about. And again, I'm, it's, it's not always fair to play hindsight, but you're talking about Luke Schoonmaker and and Awesome Richards. You wouldn't trade Luke Come Schoonmaker on. and Awesome Richards for Roquan Smith, a hey, dog. <laughs> them picks. Right. That's how I'm feeling right yeah, you now. Feel I mean, if you can go get, a, yeah, but hey, yeah, it's what it is. So I think that's and that and and and, and it's a two part thing because I I know. Big Willie. I love Big Willie. Big Willie. I love our Big Willie. Our GM, I love him. But he's also he's also handcuffed by our our handicapper. Mm. Our biggest handicapper is our owner, bro. Let's keep it a buck. Like, our biggest handicapper, this, this MFR, he's he been Parker Rock pimping when it comes to free agency for the last three years. Parker Rock pimping. You and I know what Parker Rock pimping is. I mean, I'm not going in the club. I'm waiting for somebody <laughs> 2.30 to come out scraggling to their car we call before it, they try and bang. We call it the let That's out. That's what the do. We call it the let out back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People definitely yeah. play the let out. A lot of broke folk play the let out too, but, you know, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. But he, he's sitting in the goddamn Bentley. And he's sitting in a Bentley waiting for the let out. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> yo, he got to – what we need to do is, is, is really – I want a D-tackle – that's established. I don't. I mean, I, obviously, I want to draft one, but I want to go get me a number one D tackle. Whoever's on the free agent market this year, no, I don't want you to wait to the goddamn. They always do this. They wait for the first wave to go, and then we start. We 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 parking our puppet. Here we go. We we shopping at Walmart. We yeah. You know I mean, like, come on, man. No, I need I need <laughs> you to be front line. I want some Gucci. I want some goddamn Prada. I don't want none of this back line shit this year, B. I hear you. Trust me, I do, brother. So, Sky, you know I love you, man, but it's just it took me a minute to call back. But I'm always listening, Sky. You know you're hitter. I'm always out here. I've been watching the Slurpees call in, lurking. Like, they couldn't wait for Dak to make a mistake. Dak played his best. Dak played his best season this year up until Mike McCarthy and our, our enabling coaching staff put him in bad position when they know he's a – Best quarterback with his play-action pass, and we'd have no fucking running game established this year. 
Excuse my, I unapologetically apologize for swearing, but that's how I feel, B. Nah, oh, man. You, you ain't get a chance to, to let it out, so I, you know what I mean? Do what you got to do, bro. I love you, Sky, man. I love you, bro. Now, I guess we got to ride this offseason. My last, my biggest question to you, if you if you were the GM, if you were Big Willie and you were Jerry and his son, who would you, who was your draft pick? Or what are we picking, like 20-something, 20, 20? 20, 24, yeah. Because you know we only got, we only have five draft picks right now. We only have our first, second, third, and then we don't have another one until the seventh. Well, until the contemporary picks come in. Yeah, we got six of them. Or we got some sorry. We got seven of them. We're gonna get a fifth and a sixth round uh compensatory. So we'll, we'll have seven. Oh, we, we did we, pick yeah. up those. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't see that. Last time I checked, it was on we had um what first yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Third, yeah technically right now we got the five, like you said, but we're gonna get uh a pick for McGovern and Schultz. So Oh okay, yeah. okay, all right. That's where those two are coming from. All but what right. was your question though? So who who would be your who would if if you're on the draft board this year who was our number one pick who are you picking what what position Oof. are you addressing if you if this was you if you're the GM if you're Jerry who are you picking twenty four for twenty whatever we're picking who Damn, are you man, picking you put me in the spot here uh, I I hate to be like this uh, uh, VIP I do but what am I what have I done in free agency right like where have I shored up can I do this can I give you the positions I would take at yeah, give me a position not yeah. a name not oh, a name I just want a position I I take a I take an offensive lineman I take a, a linebacker I don't know what the running back situation looks like so I can, I don't I'm not comfortable saying that just yet I know there's some good ones early but I don't know if that early y'all have to tell me that um and those would be my top 2 you know offensive line linebacker for sure middle linebacker specifically but any goddamn linebacker at this damn point. So, if I'm going so specific going, line, tackle center is is where I'm looking about to at. Say, are you going center? Are you going center? Because that's that's because me, we got big bodied a lot. So I I want to address the center. I don't even think we gave the, the um the rookie home a shot at the tackle other than other than the um the preseason game. So I I I really want to address the center and then the tackle. Because center is the first line of defense. You know what I mean? Because that's the I, first. I, I think take center. Was receiving a lot of pressure in his face. I take a center. I, I say O line because look, if the best tackle's there for me, I'm taking them. If the best center's there for me, I have no problem taking them either. So, so one of those two positions on the O line. But, but I'm definitely in the market to upgrade center early in the draft. I don't care if it's round. I don't care if it's round one. I don't care if it's round two. But three, whatever. I'm, I'm definitely in the market for that. Right. Well, Scott, you know what it is, bro. I love you. I'm still, yeah, I ride for my boy. Like, I don't even give a damn. My girl asked me who you want to win. I don't even want to watch. Yo, up, man, up, that mother after bowl. I'm, yo, I know I'm going to watch it because I'm a football fanatic, and football is like my first love. It was part of my first therapy, so I'm going to watch it. I really don't have no, I have no, you know, I have no horse in the race right now. So I really, you know what I mean, I don't, I don't even, are you Are you picking anybody or you just watching it for uh, for the love of the sport? Oh, I'm just watching for a lot of the game. But are you asking, am I rooting for somebody? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'd be happy to see Pat. I'm, I love greatness. I'd be happy to see Pat get a, a third one this early. But if if it's Lamar, I'm look. I've I've always had a like for how Baltimore has built their teams for, since they came into the league. I'd be happy for Lamar yeah. to get one. Ain't no way in hell yeah. I want to see the Niners get one. So you know they, they can. Go oh with, hell no! You know I mean? Hell so, no! Yeah. Um, yeah. Detroit. Let me say this about Detroit, bro. If Detroit gets a ring, right? I don't Dude, know how. Swag, bro. <laughs> bro. 
No, no, I ain't gonna be mad at it. But what I'm getting at is if Detroit gets a ring, how can the Joneses sit here and be like, hey dog, we good with what we doing? No, no, that's way. egg in their face, though. That's, I think I like that. I oh, like that. Man, that's more than egg on their face. Yeah, I like that though, bro. That's something else on your face. That's gonna make you step your G up. You feel me? I like yeah. that pressure. That pressure. I, I like that. I like that analogy better. I like. I want to. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going. I even though I, I'm a Lamar fan and my son is a big Pat fan, other boys, I, I think I like that better because that's yeah, yeah. Then maybe I spark a fire. That might. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So, well, you know it's all love, man. I know you got other callers, but yo, if you need to head up the Slurpees or or OD in this off season, you know I'm outside when it <laughs> yeah. goes down. How yeah, crazy. <laughs> I'm always around. Because, you know, this ain't season. It's the, the no-gag order season. If they put their lip gloss on with their knee pads and they slurp, slurp, slurping. They want to talk about my quarterback. They want to talk about whoopie woo All I know is I'm riding for that. I'm riding for my lion. I'm riding for my cowboys. All I got to say from me is how about them cowboys? I ain't a killer, but don't push don't me, push. B. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure rapping to our guy, VIP. VIP, he took a while. You could tell he was hurting, like all of us, man. But but once he got in the groove, VIP, man. Bro, that's not what I'm talking about. Y'all killing me. VIP, we, we, maybe I need to get a, a pause button. The Big Willie was wild. I didn't catch it until I saw y'all say it. That was kind of wild. 100%. But that's not what I was talking about, y'all. Come on, man. The whoopty woo was dope. I like that one. I felt it too, Marcus. You're crazy, man. Let's get back to this. Let's finish this uh, middle section here. These next two ones are are, are interesting ones. Um, <clears throat> Dante Fowler. We running that back? Or we out? For me? Run that back, Turbo. Right, that back, man. Uh, I, I guess this could depend on Dan Quinn, right? And I, God, I guess a lot of this would depend on Dan Quinn if we keep it a bean. I didn't even think about that. Uh, but I, I, I think this might depend on Dan because he's a Dan guy, uh, recruited him at Florida, uh, brought him to Atlanta, signed him to the big contract, and obviously was big in bringing him to Dallas. So maybe if Dan leaves, Dante leaves. But I, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of his game as a six man. I think coming off the bench, Dante Fowler brings pass rush. Uh, he brings some explosion. He, once again, as a six-man, I'm using a basketball term, he ranked fairly high in pass rush win rate, got his sacks, uh, usually gets after the ball. One of the very few that actually get the ball. Right? When, when Dante sacks you, man, he, there's a high chance he's forcing that ball out. And I don't think it's going to cost you a lot. The more the merrier when it comes to pass rush. And if you're going to lose... A couple of these guys, and we'll talk about the next one soon. I think you got to, you know, you got to, you don't want to just rely on all young dudes, undrafted guys, or all just Jags. I know some might look at Dante as a Jag. I think he's he's a little bit above that. I think he's got a toolbox. I think he can get after the passer. Uh, I'm all for bringing Dante Fowler back 100%. Um, I don't think it's going to cost you a lot. I don't honestly don't care who the DC is. He, he's shown that if it's a 3-4, I can stand up. If I need to put my hand in the dirt, I'll put my hand in the dirt. He's just a pass rushing dude. He's just a pass rushing dude. So, you know, I'd, I'd bring back Fowler 
if he is if he wants to come back, obviously. But if he does not leave, if Dan Quinn leaves, and um, even if DQ leaves, maybe maybe he's taking a liking to Dallas. You know that that always is a thing. I know Jonathan Hankins has. Uh, he loves it down here. Pro- you know what's funny? I think a lot of these players actually love the organization just because it's like you get. When I say these players, I mean these type of players. They're not going to get a whole lot of heat. They, they're not going to be in the media like that. The, the area's nice. The weather. It's the star. Jerry Jones. Is, you know, you got the cool old country club. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see Fowler saying, I like it down here. So I'm bringing it back. Army asked me, am I a 4-3 or 3-4 defensive guy? I'm a 3-4 defensive guy. I would, I would love to bring in a... A 3-4 style of defense. A modern version, but a 3-4 style defense. And then Dorrance Armstrong. I'm going to hear what y'all... I want to see what y'all say first. Dorrance Armstrong, are we running this back or nah, nah? We bring it back, DA, or we not? Mind you, Dorrance Armstrong signed a two-year contract, like $6 million a- annual... He's coming off a nine sack season. Um, he's probably going to get a little bit north of, of that six mil annual average salary. I'd imagine probably, I, I don't know how much more, but I don't know if it'd be 10 mil, but maybe seven, eight, nine mil. So probably a little bit higher than that. But but DA, second on the team in sacks again, quietly, in my opinion. Um, versatile, versatile guy, you know, stand up, put his hand in the dirt, moved him inside on, on the end game situations but Dorrance Armstrong y'all bringing him back or not depends on the price just might cost this one was a little tough no no this was not an easy one this is not one that I'm really like pumping my chest out about I think a lot of this has to do with my. I, I want to get some more dangerous pass rush guys. Like, like this is no knock on DA. Um, a team would love to have DA as a rotational defensive end. I, I, I don't know that I ever looked at DA and was like, man, I'm, I'm fearing him beating my guy off the line of scrimmage. You know what I'm saying? Or man, I'm I'm fearing him as a run guy. Damn sure wasn't that. And, and it, it could be unfair because he, he you know, production wise, nine sacks. Oh my god, he got nine sacks. What are you talking about? I, again, I think if I go back and look, I haven't done it yet, but I remember we did this the last two seasons. It wasn't like it was just DA just whooping dudes getting the sacks. And that's the thing, right? You're going to have cleanup sacks and, and, and hustle sacks and things like that. You need that to, to pad your stats in that manner. But if we're going to keep Micah like, as a rusher, I need guys that are dangerous when they decide to put a whole bunch of attention on Micah. And I would have liked to see Dante Fowler get a little bit more. I feel like he's more of a dangerous pass rusher, but... It doesn't have to be a fouler. It can be another guy in free agency. And if you really want to, you know, up the ante here, you say, well, if you, you bring back DA for $9 million, I'll pay an extra couple million dollars to go get a better player if that's going to be the case. So, Dorrance Armstrong. 
for me. No, no. But it looks like it's a mixture of that and. Run that back, Turbo. And we didn't even talk about Sam, right? Somebody brought up Sam. That's another one I would have been interested to see. Get our hands on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Toxic Tom, talk to us, man. Good morning, Sky. First off, I just want to say, VIP, you had to step away. Slurpy, man. That's a slurpy mentality. You stay in this shit when it's the worst, and you just embrace that toxicity. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> just better not get on the VIP's bad side. <laughs> when this relationship is toxic, you don't go out to the bar. You don't go have fun with friends. You don't talk to a therapist. You just sit at that kitchen table with your mouth shut and just slowly die. That's how this works. So, um, so then listening to a lot of what you're saying, and you made a point earlier about J. Ron Kirsch, and it really got me thinking because you brought up when DQ first got here. And when DQ first got here, he wasn't playing this Mickey Mouse bullshit with all these safeties. And that's when the J-Ron Curse train really caught on. And now we're at this point, and he went all in on this safety mentality, and it got exposed completely. And now it's really making me think, okay, when Dan Quinn first got here, he adjusted. He changed what he did in Atlanta. And now I'm looking at when he adopted this and where we are now, what has he actually changed since then? Because I, the Vic Pangio fire hire doesn't really move my needle because a big reason is he's known to be stubborn, lack of adjustments. And my best friend's a Dolphins fan. He wanted Fangio gone. And today's game is about adjust, readjust, and constantly readjust. So when I'm looking at him adjustment, in our go game. Ahead. I don't know what the hell happened there, but go ahead. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And that's and that brings me to this. When we're looking at these free agents, are you running under the assumption that Dan Quinn is just going to be doing the same nonsense that he's been doing? I'm or I'm going to be honest. I wasn't even thinking Dan Quinn is here or not that 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 100 percent will probably affect a handful of these guys. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking the player, right? Whether it's DQ, whether it's another coordinator, which might not be fair, toxic, because. Because each coordinator, no, each coach has their preferences. But I'm just thinking, like, well, whether he's here or not, can can I use this player uh, moving forward, et cetera? And mm-hmm. then sometimes you got to count in the money. Like, DA is the only one I'm really counting in the money for real, for real. I guess Gilmore, you could think about that. But for a guy like Dorrance Armstrong, if it's going to cost you, you know, a, a decent penny, I'd rather just pay a little bit more and get a better player. Uh, so yeah. that, that's kind of where I was at with it. And – to be fair to you as well, we're dealing with the organization that's been on a you know hibernation mode for the last couple of weeks. They're not doing anything, yeah. and it really makes this that much harder because to me, personally, I care more about who is getting these players and how they're going to use them rather than is this player good or not. Because to me, a player is only as good as the direction that they're told to go. So it's kind of a disservice to all of us here that we're seeing all these teams actually making moves off-season moves that helped them win the Super Bowl, Rosie O'Donnell or Stephen Jones, that you said off-seasons aren't won in the Super Bowl. Uh, anyway, anyway, but the point I mean, is... you have to build your team in off-season. I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand. I don't understand how, and this is where I just don't think they really have a plan whatsoever. I think they throw shit on the wall, and they just see what sticks, because 
I mean, these are the moments that you are redefining your culture, your goals, and you're moving forward with 2024. I can guarantee you some of these teams that have been eliminated for weeks now have been dedicated hours and resources just to get ready for this upcoming season. And it just feels like that we just shrug our shoulders and just go, oh, well, it didn't work out. Well, what do we do now? Well, let's see what our our veteran guy that just looked like dog shit, let's see what he wants to do. Like, like it's a job and we're waiting for the guy to retire or not. Like, what the hell, dude? Move on. If you have to think about it and you're banking on that nobody else wants him but we do, what does that tell you? Yeah. Like, like I said, Joe Barry, you know, the, he, two days later they fired Joe Barry. And maybe they're scared to make to fire people. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're scared to do that. They didn't even come out and say, we fired Kellen Moore. They said, we've mutually parted ways with Kellen. Like, when's the last time they just flat out fired, you know, a main coordinator or coach? Just, just, just. Wade Phillips. Exactly. So just, just, just look, man, it, it ran its course. Let's, let's kind of get back yeah. to, to, to emphasizing the middle of the field, you know, and, and doing things that are working in today's game and not trying to reinvent the wheel. That's, that's all. Maybe, maybe Dan will do that. Maybe it returns and they say, I, right, I played enough with that. Let me learn from my mistakes. I don't know, but it, it didn't end on a, a good note for me. I, oh, I agree. And the last major point I'll make is to bomb squad Cowboys nation. When it comes to free agency and we're in the free agent superstore, we're shopping near the cash register. We're going nowhere near the electronic section or all the cool kids stuff where you're seeing all the happy people shop. We are near the gum and the chapstick. So be prepared for guys that sound like they're in witness protection, names you've never heard of, guys that look like Madden-generated players. Because remember, Kim Jong-Jerry says everything is happy, <laughs> everything is fine, despite everything burning around it, he's good. And you have to remember that if Jerry's happy, he doesn't give a shit about any of you. But he thanks you for his jersey sales, and he thanks you that – you have embraced his son, Rosie O'Donnell. Other than that, have a good day. Bye. Appreciate you talking. For those who don't know the Rosie O'Donnell, you just had to be here. I'll probably end up, I might even have the picture. Hold up. Just just give me one second, y'all. I'm sorry. I got to do this. Uh, no, I don't. I deleted it. All right. Never mind. But for those who, who were here when that happened, just type in Stephen Jones and, and then Rosie O'Donnell. Yo, that's all I'm saying. He on to something with that one. That's all I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> I think I think somebody was asking me who were the better. I mean, there's a lot of better players out in the open market than, than, than Dorrance Armstrong. It's just a matter of the Cowboys really want to pay for those type of players. I mean, Daniel Hunter, Brian Burns, you got Josh Allen. I take Bryce Huff, Chase Young. Uh, the the kid from Tech, the Texans, Green uh, was a Grenard. Hell, I don't know what Javian Clowney gonna want to do, but hell, I take the Javian Clowney on this team too. I, I'm just saying, like, like, there's players out there that that I would I'd rather have. Not saying that they brought Da back. I'm gonna sit here and throw a fit or anything like that. But if I'm gonna pay Da nine ten million dollars, I mean, I just pay some more money for a better player. Is, is what I'm getting at. So. Uh, those couple of the guys that I believe are, I mean, shit, uh, I'd pay Van Ginkle less money. I like how he looked this year. Really, he's been a solid guy for years. He's kind of been their version of, of DA, but just a little bit more versatile. Yeah, Bryce Huff, definitely a dog, 100%.
100%. Underrated dude. All right. Now we're, we're kind of going to move over to the offensive side of the ball and talk about Tyler Bidass. We running this thing back with Tyler Bidass? Or no? Tyler be out of show. Me? No, no. No, sir. It's run its course. He regressed. Uh, maybe he was, I, I don't know, dinged up. Who knows? I don't. I don't care, honestly. Um, he, he never really elevated. He had a solid year last year, but but can't just go off the one. We he, he just doesn't do it for me there. Not a powerful guy, not an uber athletic guy. His best attribute is his his intelligence, right? His IQ. So I won't knock him and say he's nobody, right? Like he, he's a guy that got us into some protections and things like that. But um, I think we need to upgrade there at the center position. Um who was it? Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick dropped a nice little tweet yesterday about looking at the remaining teams. And I love to do that. We'll do it once we get to the Super Bowl, too. The remaining teams all focused on the middle of the field, right? And to use the example for the Baltimore Ravens, Tyler Lindenbaum, one of the guys that, you know, we were championing for uh, when he was there. Tyler Linderbaum, Patrick Queen. Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, right? Like, that's the middle of the field on both sides of the ball. Uh, Frank Ragnow, Brian Branch, uh, Joseph. They got a whole bunch of linebackers over there. Campbell, Jack Campbell, um, Anzalone. Like, they, they prioritize the middle of their field. We know about the uh, the Niners. Now, they don't got Hufunga back there, but we know about the middle of the field. So, he was just basically going along, and even on defense side of the ball, D-line. He was talking about how those teams have a philosophy that that is tried and true in the National Football League. Um, and, and Tyler Biotish, I maybe for somebody else that is deprived at center, uh, they could use him. And I guess you can say if Tyler, if we lose Tyler, we're deprived. But we talked about potentially using TJ Bass there, right? I don't know. I mean, is that something he can do? I'd be interested to see, but I'm 100% looking at center position in the draft. I, again, I have not, I'm not in the draft film room just yet on where these centers are going to go. I know about the Jackson Powers guy from Oregon as I, that everybody talks about. Um, but hey, man, just, just get me a center in the top 100, preferably top 90 ish or whatever. Um, and, and let's, and let's rock. You know what I'm saying? Let's rock. But I'm all for upgrading the center position. I am out on Tyler Biotish. Brock Hoffman. Um, I thought Brock had, like we talked about Brock last week, right? Like Brock has some, or earlier this week, actually, he has some moments. They love him in that locker room and whatnot. You, hey, let's let him fight. Whoever you draft or bring in, let him fight for it. But I'd be looking for maybe more talent at the position. And that might require you to to draft guys. And every time the Cowboys, not every time, but I'm just saying the last time the Cowboys drafted the center in the first round, we got a lot of heat for it, but ended up turning out fine. Uh, people laughed at Linderbaum, too. Turned out fine. I, I don't know where the Frank Ragnall guy got, but I'm not saying it got to be the first round. I'm just saying we should invest in it, though. Let's invest in center. We need that. Chumay Doga. We talked about this earlier this week. Y'all know what it is for me. No, no. 
I'm out of I'm out of here. I'm out of here on Chuma. Um, just too many mental errors. It's too many of them, y'all. For those who may have not been here earlier on on, on Chuma, are y'all in and y'all out? Y'all know how I, I'm not going to repeat everything. Just too many mental errors. It's not even the physical for Chuma. It's, it's the mental. And they, it was never just like a slight mental error. Like, ah, I didn't get to the, you know, I read the wrong read at the second level. Now, nah, this dude completely let too many guys free. Uh, an affected plays. I'm out on Chuma, though. Kofi said he'd been going since Miami. That's how I feel. Um, when that Miami thing happened and we got into week 18, Chuma could have obviously went out there and played. There was two guys on the line on the line that didn't play. They decided to go with Brock Hoffman and TJ Bass. That tells you something. Chuma could have played one of those. He didn't. So I don't know. Maybe the biggest one um, outside of Stefan Gilmore, in my opinion, the decision, is Tyron Smith. And I thought this was a consensus, but I'm not really on Instagram much, but, uh, you know, we posted something on Instagram and I saw people in there saying, no, no. But for me, it's 100%. Right at turbo. Easily, you know, and, and we're probably talking about another one year deal that where, where Tyron Smith does not hurt you from drafting a guy. I, I'm not, I'm not. The beauty of the Tyron Smith thing is I think if if they did draft a guy and they decided to roll with it, I don't think Tyron about to sit here and trip about it. If they do draft a guy and say, hey, we're, we're building this thing up, all right, cool, Tyron going to give you a good first eight, nine games, and then he's going to get hurt. You know how that go with Tyron Smith. Hell, it might not even take that damn long. I just think it's a perfect win-win situation as long as long as you do not rely on Tyron Smith to be the sole guy. Cannot do that. If they go run this thing back and they be like, we're going to go sign a Chuma Doga again. No, no. Mm-mm. But if they have a legitimate plan, because that was a piss poor plan last year, especially when we realize, okay, you know, we're going to bring back Tyron, but we're not going to use Tyler if he gets hurt out there. We're going to use Chuma. Nah, I'm not for, I'm not for that. But, again, I, I noticed some people didn't want to bring him back. Or is there anybody here that is uh, out on Tyron Smith returning? I, I I definitely will bring him back and, and draft his replacement. Stop playing around. Not now fifth round. Seventh round. Trying to turn old string bean. Well, let's go into the... No. No, 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 no. Get your guy. Running back have a legitimate plan. Yep. Toxic said he got hurt with my green check mark out six weeks. You still have to draft a guy with Tyron Hill 100%. You, you, you don't go into this thing. You don't go into this thing saying Tyron Smith is, is, is the guy no matter what. We don't need tackle. Nah, you need tackle. I like that one, Professor. Tyron's back, but no practices or training camp. I think we've learned our lesson, right? Like Tyron Smith only gets hurt when he's getting out of bed, when he's walking to training to, to, to the star. And when he practices, he does not get hurt on the field for whatever. He gets hurt at practice uh, in 2023. So keep him away from the practice field. Give him the, I always say Romo Wednesdays, if y'all remember back in the day. But give him that treatment for sure. One more for Tyron. 
No practice in the contract. <laughs> I like that. And then, yeah, yeah, Toxic, don't want him back unless you have a legitimate plan. 100%. If you're going to bring him back, got to be a plan. Willie T. Tyron's training camp is just a massage and hot tub. <laughs> How crazy. Dude don't get hurt at all at camp. Now, granted, the weather over there is beautiful. But anyway, doesn't get hurt at camp. Everything goes fine. The very first week, wasn't it the first week, second week? I wanted them to. Boom. Tyron Smith hurt. Done did something to something. Woke up, wasn't feeling good. And then it just kept happening and happening and happening and happening. And I'm still waiting on that $100 from that guy, man. It ain't my money. I was going to give it away to y'all. I'm still waiting on that $100. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Rico Dowdle. Now, we talked about running backs the other day, so this may be a little bit of a repeat, but it is what it is. He is an impending free agent. Bringing back Rico, or are we out on this one? For me, no, no. yeah, I'm out on this one. Um, Very similar situation to the tyrant thing when uh, the Cowboys elected to roll with Rico as RB2. It was like, I get it. The dude, you know, he has something to his game, but the problem with him is he gets hurt. He's been a hurt guy since South Carolina and nothing has changed. He's been in Dallas and he's been hurt every single season. Why would you, at a position like running back, why would you run that back? Why, it's not like Rico Dowdle, excuse me, is a, uh, again, no disrespect if he got family in there. Somebody said this the other day. It's not like he's a special talent. Oh, man, you draft a running back. Uh, maybe you sign a Rico Dowdle in free agency. But I'm revamping that running back room, uh, at least from the top two, which I guess we could just go ahead and say this. Tony Pollard for me. No, no. And this was a nah-nah soon as they tagged him. I'm like, oh, they're not bringing this guy back. And he probably should. Now, there's, there is there may be a situation where Tony Pollard and Rico Dowdle, they've dwarfed their value. And you, you can bring them back on something. But, man, look, y'all know how I feel about the running back room, bro. Y'all know how I feel about the running back room. Get me these young bucks. Or if you're going to get me a veteran, get me a veteran and pair him with a young buck. Why? I'm 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 cool. You know, I'm, Rico's a hurt guy. Uh, TP could be a fine tandem back for sure. There's no, I'm not knocking that. Um, but I feel like we can, let's just kind of restart over in that room. It's it's running back, y'all. Like, it ain't rocket science. We If we if we being real, it's more so about what is going on in front of them and, and how. Um, and if, if that is questionable, then yeah, you're going to need some special, special talent. But even special talents, a lot of the times, need a better plan. So I'm I'm out. I'm out on Rico and uh, TP returning for Dallas here. I would love, 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 love to to get me a young guy in a draft, uh, potentially sign a veteran guy. I mean, there's a whole lot of them out there. Pair him with the, with the young guy. Basically take the Detroit Lions model. They signed Montgomery, drafted a running back. I'm with that one. But more importantly, at the running back position, can, can we can we now address it as a stable, 
right? Like, can we have a legitimate, real plan? You didn't even set up Rico and TP and Deuce and all these guys for success because you didn't care for it to be a legitimate stable. I, I'll use the um, I use the Chiefs for example. McKinnon before he got hurt, McKinnon was their pass catching guy, veteran dude, pick up some blitzes, get out, and was a reliable pass catcher. He can run a little bit, but a reliable pass catcher. Pacheco was their smash mouth, angry runner. CEH kind of can give you the best of both. I know he was a failed first round pick, but he was always a, a quality backup plan to these guys. They had a plan in that room. We know Baltimore has a plan in that room. Detroit, a plan in that room. San Fran has a plan in that room. There's a there's a plan. You can say, well, that was a plan, Scott. That's a piss poor plan in for Dallas. I'm going to franchise tag a dude who just tore his ankle up, number one. And instead of saying, let me go get him a a legitimate number two back and we're going to run this thing as a tandem like we've been doing for four years or whatever it's been. Instead of running this thing like a tandem, we're going to bring back the dude that always gets hurt and not use him at all. <laughs> so we're going to lean on the dude who did get hurt, who was better in a tandem situation. I don't think that never was a question. If you wanted to bring back Tony Pollard, you you. The thought process was, okay, you bring back Tony Pollard, you give him a better guy to work with as a tandem. You didn't do that. You brought back a, a hurt guy, and you rolled that out there, and you didn't even use him in that way. Yeah, but what about the six-round pick? What about him? You did nothing with him either. That plan was piss poor, if you want to call it a plan. So I think they got to have a better plan to run in back room, y'all. Good morning, Mel. What's up with you? Man, I'm, I'm with you on a couple of these. I'm out with you on a couple. So I definitely wanted to call in and, and see if we can have this. a little little back and forth with it. If somebody was with me, out of here. If somebody was with me on all 16, I, I'd be shocked. I, I don't yeah, expect nah, y'all to get, get Tyron Smith up out of here. Um, get Stephon Gilmore up out of here. And the reason I'm, I'm going to just talk about those two, Stephon, clearly he can't run no more. Um, I need more guys on the outside that are closer to their prime. He's just too far away from yeah, his prime. Yeah, this removed. year, to me, it just showed me he clearly cannot run no more, bro. Like if I'm looking, I'm looking at the teams that are left. It's it's there's no there's no he was once great in on the outside in a position where you got to be able to run. Once and he, I don't see him moving to safety. Um, I, I I can't see him coming back even in a kind of supportive role. I need more guy like I, I don't want more old guys hanging around, kind of taking time away from guys that could be developing. Um, we saw what happened once we gave Deron Bland a shot. Turned out to be one of the better takeaway corners in the league. Um, I love what Jay Lou did this year. He looked like he went and got his bike back. I'm okay with moving him into the slot permanently. Keep uh keep Duran on the outside. We get we get our number one guy back, and then draft some guys and develop those guys. I don't really need Stephon Gilmore hanging around no more. He did have a very good year, um, but it, it yeah, he for, was, for for what for he what was we statistically asked him to one, do. Yeah, he was statistically one of the better. Uh, I think it was man corners. Uh, this season he he, he had a he had a really damn good year, but he is older. He's not going to be as athletic. If if the plan is to mm-hmm. get move him out of there and we got Blandon Diggs, yeah, I'm not going to complain about that. I mean, <laughs> Blandon Diggs is your guys. My reasoning, I don't know if you were here, 
uh, for bringing back Steph. Was, I wouldn't I would, I would check in yet. Yeah. Yeah. My reasoning for him was I don't. It's it's a sell. It's a fail safe for Diggs. If Diggs, because remember he tore his ACL in in early in the season. So if Diggs has to go on pup or he's not ready or he's still working his way back, you have a veteran corner that has shown that you know he can at least be at the worst a very solid guy on that side. Yeah. Now he was better than serviceable. He was solid over there. He can be a solid guy over, uh, not solid, a uh, decent guy over there, above average if you want to call it that. Um, and now if Diggs is on pup, you got six games with some cornerbacks you can work with. But if the plan is Diggs is fine, you tell me Diggs nothing wrong with him. Bland is on the outside, Diggs on the outside. You figure out slot corner. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. So I'll I'll kind of counter that a little and say, and and this is again I, I gotta remember we shop in that bargain basement. You know, we we definitely this is cap boy criteria. Is there someone else out there in free agency before I'm before I'm looking at Stefan? I'm looking at somebody else in free agency that I can possibly bring in that is closer to their prime or could possibly get there that I would bring in as that fail safe before I'm looking to bring Stefan back. To me, what, he just could I, it was just too many times word, towards the later part of the season he couldn't run. Is there another word for prime that you want to – what do you mean by prime? Because I mean, if I bring in prime Eli Apple, he's still not better than Stefan Diggs. So, so, right. so what do you mean by prime? You mean like prime athletic? Like if, if you're just looking for a guy that can run fast, I mean, yeah, I can get a bunch of dudes that can run fast. But we know there's – No, there's, no. What do you mean by prime? Closer to the best that they are. Like, Again, the best I, I, Eli I do, Apple I do get is, what you mean. is not better than Stephon. No, 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 Eli, no, 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 not not just not a jag that's in his prime, but like a, you know a a good corner that's just closer to the best they can be. To me, I'm gonna just say this: like Stephon is just too far away from the best that he was. And I do understand he did have a good. I'm not saying like he had a bad year. To me, it was just too many times toward the end of the season where it was just like, damn, he just can't run no more. Like, I could see it. He was having to play off of guys. He couldn't come up really in bump. I know he did hurt the shoulder, but he, it was just like he was I think you're overdoing like, the can't run no having... more thing, bro. Like, like dude, why are we acting like the guy out there with one leg? <laughs> like, clearly he can run. <laughs> but can, can he run with dudes like Waddle? No. Of course, tell DB. Or DB couldn't run with, with Hill. DB was getting burnt by, by, uh, by what's his name? So, yeah, he can't run with dudes like that. But we acting like Stephon Diggs oh, no, was out D- there yeah, with DB D- B- B- getting burned. He wasn't out there with poor little Tink Tink, man. Again, if you're looking for a cornerback that's more athletic, that's that's fine. I hear what you're saying, but I just think there's more yeah. to the to the position than just being athletic. Um, you want to talk about 100. You want to talk about the 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 cornerback class in regards to uh, free agency? It ain't it ain't the craziest, brother. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not like you and look, think about what you're asking for, right? If if you're looking for a guy that's in his prime that's better than Stefan Gilmore, we're talking about Catboy. You ain't getting that. that. That's kinda yeah, totally one hundred. You ain't getting hey, that. I'm one hundred percent with you there. I'm one hundred percent with you there. So, that, that's that's you better that's off the just saying you just saying Diggs, Bland, bring back J. Lou or Diggs, Bland. Um, sign another nickel cornerback or draft a nickel cornerback, and that's kind of where you're looking. Well, at. I'm you sitting that right now. I'm dig. I'm dig. Yeah, I'm definitely digs bland. Fair enough. Uh, bring back, bring back J. Lou, and then get some other guys in here that we can start to develop. Or if you want to, like, uh, well, my guy from Chicago. I don't know if he's going to be still available. I know we talking about Cowboys, so I'm, I, I know not to Come get on, ahead Jaylen of myself. Come on, Jalen Johnson. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> Leave me alone, dog. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm asking a question. Are you talking about Jalen Johnson? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the guy I wanted to trade for. <laughs> was willing to give yeah, up my I'm second saying, round pick. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You that, know, I'm just saying. I'm like, you know, can, yeah. again, but I talk, do. I get we're it. Talking we, about cat boy, it's cat boy criteria. Yeah, this dude just cat criteria. This dude just went all pro. He's not coming to Dallas unless Dallas decides to, you know, change up everything. That all in, right? Push the chips in. Push the chips all in. But you could have traded for him and tagged him if you ain't want to pay him long term. But you know, that's. Neither here yeah, nor there. Yeah, I mean, I I would have loved that setup because now I got now I got Trey Johnson and now I got DB back in the slot. So I would have loved that, that setup. And now and that, and now Jay Lou is my other corner. I mean, I would have loved that setup. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, we talking about Catboy here. But yeah, I'm still out. You're not convinced. You haven't convinced me yet. But I'm still out. Oh, I'm on, not here uh, to convince you. On, I'm, not, I'm not trying. Yeah, I got bad. you. Make I, your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I, you. Yeah, we just we just talking about because I, I look. I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not really, I don't have a strong opinion really on any of these to the point where if you said yes or no, I'm going to fight you on it. None of these dudes, except except maybe Tyron Smith. That's about it. Everybody else, I mean, look, I'd bring back Jonathan Hankins, but if he's not here, what, what, are we going to trip about that? No, Fowler, CJ, J. Lou, Stefan. That's why I said at the start of the show, look, this is easy. I, I don't think there's really like these crazy, oh my God, tough decisions to make here. Like Tyron Smith is a guy you bring back absolutely. Everybody else, if you don't bring them back, I don't think anybody is really going to be up in arms about it. So for me, Tyron is the toughest one. Tyron is the toughest one because he played so well when he played. The problem I have with Tyron is is the problem that everybody on this show has with Tyron is the you can't depend on him. You can't depend on him. And I I know he – Somebody's going to say he played this many games this year. It's not even about that. It's like he will he will not practice the whole week and still not play in the damn game because he got hurt getting orange juice out the fridge. It's like it's ridiculous, bro. I, I, you have to bring in – to me, you his replacement has to be on the roster. Uh, what's my guy? Um, again, I ask you again, uh, were you here when we talked about Tyron? Yeah, I was. I was. So yeah, so what's 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 my Slurpee guy? What's the name? What's VIP. The name? VIP said, "What position would you draft?" It's to me, it's left tackle. It's left tackle. I'm looking at left tackle unless there's just unless you know there's just some stud out there at another position that you just can't pass up. Like when we had the CD Lamb situation, if it, unless it's something like that, I gotta go left tackle. Oh, I got. I have to. I have to. I can't be out here with Chumul Dogo again. I can't be out here with a crackhead at left tackle again. I, yeah, bro, I can't I mean, do it. Like I said, if you were here when we talked about Tyron, the, the 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 whole thing on Tyron is you bring him back with the plan. You don't bring him back and rely on him. So that's that's if you're gonna bring him back and so say he, he's the guy and we're gonna go sign another Byron Bell. No, 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 I'm not bringing him back. But if you bring him back with the mind frame of drafting his replacement, 100. That's not even a tough decision. Do you think? Do you think that the Cowboys? The, the Dallas Cowboys will bring back Tyron with his replacement on the team because I'm, I see it as if they bring Tyron back, they're still going to look at it as, well, we just need somebody else for the couple of games he doesn't play. They're not going to look at it as we need the long-term answer at left tackle. That's just how I see them operating. Or they'll say so the only reason- Tyler Smith is our mm-hmm. long-term answer. <laughs> they'll, they'll try to hit us with that shit. Yep. That's that's my biggest concern 
with the way that they operate. Like I don't know. They um they were close to taking uh Bergeron this past this past draft. So if if a guy's okay. there and they like him, you know, maybe, but but I, I don't I don't think you just let him walk. I mean, the dude played too damn good for you. It shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg. Uh he protected your quarterback's blind side like a boss and you just draft his replacement. It's not that hard, man. It really is. It ain't that hard, but they they de- this is definitely one of them franchises or this front office. They just they do things weird, man. They do things weird. It's some stuff that you know is right there in front of their face, and it just seems like they're like they don't they don't see what clearly the rest of the football world sees. So it, it I just never know with them. But to me, it's clear that Tyron's replacement needs to be on the roster come training camp, whether that be by free agency or whether that be by the draft, but his replacement has to be on the roster come free come training camp. If it's not, you're doing yourself a huge disservice and putting yourself in a bond. Sky, bro, I love you, my man. Thanks for letting me get on here and chop football with you, man. It's always a pleasure. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. I'm out. All right, man. Appreciate you, Bell. Last one of the, the morning. The has been locked. Our guy, Brandon from Frankly Football. What's up, B? What's going on, Scott? How you doing, brother? I'm good, fam. Nice little show today. We're, we're, it always is. Don't don't just say the day. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate it. It's on your mind. You are one of the best doing this. So I, I kind of agree with the previous caller, man. Um, the Dallas Cowboys have um, habits. Yeah. And, I, and I wish that I knew all of the team's habits. So that way when I'm when I'm doing, like, some of my content, I can talk about some of the other teams' draft habits. But the Dallas Cowboys have habits. They, they, and when I say they, I mean I mean the guys at the top, you know, Jerry, Steven, um, and to an extent, Will McClay, they, they believe in their guys to an extent that they allow them to be progress stoppers. And if, if Tyron Smith is going to be on the team, um, in 2024, then even though he may give us games, um, whether it's nine, ten, or even more, they may not commit fully to drafting his replacement and allow him to be a progress stopper. Um, and, you know, we, we can look to guys like um, Jason Witten, um, to an extent Sean Lee, um, you know, we, we, we can go down the list of guys at various positions that they allow to be progress topics. How do you, how do you feel about that talk? Yeah, you just brought up Sean Lee. That that reminds me. That might have been the last time. I could be wrong. I'm just thinking about it as you say it. They drafted, uh, you know, a, a you know a stature type guy of Sean Lee's replacement early, and it was LVE. They took him in round one, um, and he was taken to be Sean Lee's replacement. Ended up having to do it early in that season and did it well. But yeah, it doesn't seem like they they do it much though. Uh, again, well, only I'm with y'all in the sense of. There could be this again f- false sense of hope or or whatever confidence that if we sign Tyron, they just like we good to go. But they had a, a legitimate battle last year on uh, Bergeron, right? And um, granted, he was probably gonna move to yeah. guard, but if he was gonna move to guard, then that that means Tyler was gonna be tackle, right? So maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's a tackle on the board, and and they make that decision. Not just the first round, but second round. But I'm 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 I get it, bro. It is definitely something that is of concern that there's a whole bunch of 
guys in that building that are comfortable and they might be comfortable saying, ah, Tyron's the guy, man. We, we don't got to worry about taking a tackle to the fifth round again. Or Awesome's the guy, right? He's our replacement, right? So th- there's that's that's a legitimate concern. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and, and it's, it's, it's interesting that you brought this up because it, it seems like Tyler Smith is they, – they're submitted to him being the guard of the future because there's certain moments when – when other guys got out, like yeah. um, like Tyron, Tyron. Um, got hurt, they they were they were committed to Tyler staying at guard rather than kicking him outside. They they yeah. they they had us seeing Chuma on the outside rather than you know, other guys move, moving inside and kicking Tyler outside. Yeah, so it seems like they're they're committed to Tyler being the guard of the future. I agree. So, I, it it know, feels we, that way. Where it's so funny, man. They tell us one. Th- so Stephen Jones, I think before the season, maybe it was during the season, he talked about. I think it was before. He talked about Tyler future left tackle, right? But when when it came push mm-hmm. came to shove to put him back out at tackle because you knew Tyron was going to get hurt, they kept him there, and he played as an All Pro guard. A lot of us believe he can be an All Pro guard sooner rather than later because of the, the the type of player he was, and he was. So I'm with you. It looks like they're looking to keep him at guard. I I do wonder though, like I don't know what the guards looking like in draft or whatnot, but I do wonder if they look at him the same way they may look at DB. Like, well, he can play this, he can play that. Whatever falls to us in the draft, we'll go that route. Like, if the best quote unquote guard falls, do I move him? The best tackle fall, do I keep him? I would love to know what's in Will McClay's head. Me personally, Tyron Smith proved to be an All Pro guard. Let him rock. Go get you a young left tackle, and and, and he's your left tackle of the future. Um, but you start off with Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, and once Tyron gets hurt, if that left tackle goes in there and balls, you say, Tyron, appreciate you for your services, man, but you are six man off the bench. Absolutely. Yeah, I personally agree. I personally agree. Um, another thing uh, I saw on your list, you, you got Tony and Rico as um, guys that we shouldn't be interested in bringing back. I personally agree. Um, because I believe that the instant that they uh, tagged Tony, they were like, "Okay, here's yeah, a wrap. Here's your uh, your severance check, and you know we will we wish you you know we wish you well." Yeah. Um, and I think that they they hurt the team. Um, of course, when I say they for future reference, I'm talking about uh, Jerry, Stephen, Will McClay. They hurt the team by chasing the story rather than the talent with Deuce Vaughn. Mm. Um, you know, Deuce Vaughn had the nepotism um, and the connection with his father, Chris. Um, but I think that the he didn't have the best chance at success because he didn't win the genetic lottery. And I'm, 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 you, you may understand what I'm saying when I'm trying to say it in the nicest way possible. <laughs> You ain't built for it, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Um, um, I, he. So when we did the, uh, so we we have this thing I do after every draft where we rate the draft, right? We have these ratings, and one of my mm-hmm. one of my uh, words for him was satellite back, right? It, 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 just yeah. a cool way to say, like, hey, use him in space or whatever. Even though I know he ran between tackles and whatnot, but a guy that's part of a stable RB three type of guy that you throw the ball to, get him out in space, and then, hey, if you got a quality scheme, maybe he can be a, you know, a cutback type of back, you know, inside the tackles. But they mm-hmm. they did not use him in that rate, right? Like, he didn't – he wasn't a satellite back. It wasn't McKinnon and whatnot. 
He mo and if we being fair, him and in my opinion, Rico and TP just weren't set up for success in this this style yep. of uh, offense this year. So yeah, I, I, the genetics does not help. If you're if he's not going to be a guy that you use purposefully in a way, and you just say, hey, you just gonna do the same shit we asking everybody else to do. Probably not the the best thing early on because even Darren Sproles. It, if you go look at Darren Sproles' rookie year, he didn't do nothing. It took Darren Sproles to get yeah. into the right situation for him to really be Darren Sproles and be Three used correct. Exactly. So, um, it, you they they did chase the story. I was if you go back and watch the show, I just kept saying, all right, we in that round now. We in three, four, five, you know, get one of these backs to compliment your room. And they just never got a back to compliment the room. And now I understand why. They didn't care to compliment the room. They really didn't. They just looked at, at the running back as kind of a throwaway spot this year, in my opinion. They're they not going to say it, but they actions speak louder than words to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you got a camera on Chris Vaughn. You let him do it. Yeah. Um, you let him uh... – you know, make the call 100%. I mean, we're not stupid. And and I, I did the draft retrospective on, I think, on Sunday on my channel. You know, I, I you know, I, I was, I was open and honest about how I felt about it. Um, so yeah, man, when, when, when you got a, a, a set of, of, uh, what is the best way to say it? When, when you have a front office who is going to go that route with their with their draft philosophy, I think that their back is gonna be against the wall when now they're the the room the room is going to be bare. They they have to be more purposeful with their picks the following year. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah, I, I I don't know if there was a true purpose uh last year in in a draft. Mm -hmm. I, I think and I'm not look, y'all, I'm not trying to say this was two thousand nine. For those who are draft nuts and, and degenerate to the Cowboys, y'all know how terrible 2009 was where they – I think it was Jerry who came out and said, oh, this is like our special teams draft because he believed we were top heavy, right? I don't think Will McClay – I don't think we moved that Mo way. Say again? Was 2009 Mo Claiborne if I'm – No, 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 no. Mo, Mo was 2012. Uh, that was the like, okay. Jason Williams in second round. I don't even think we had a first round, but it was just awful, bro. It was, it was, it was a terrible draft. Um, it was a special okay. team draft, but but I think it looked th this approach seemed to me like, and I get it, we didn't have a lot of top spots to fill, but this didn't seem mm -hmm. like there was a legitimate plan of okay, these guys can and will contribute year one and also be our guys moving forward. It was more of like, hey, this is a futures draft, you know what I'm saying? That's why yeah. you take a schoolmaker in the second round. That's why you take you take a, um, a they got lucky with Overshown, I think, who was showing something. But I don't think they took Overshown to be the guy right now. I think Overshown just kind of started being a guy. That's why you take a Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round. They they weren't really being serious, I don't think, in regards to twenty twenty three impact. And maybe that's where they they missed. It. Maybe and I get it. Draft is not about one year, but I question the plan um, in twenty twenty three. It's hard for me to question them in general because they've hit so much. But I do wonder what the plan yeah. will be this year. We'll see when it's all said and done. Absolutely. And um, one thing about it, you you have to realize, um, I, I think that people put a lot of faith in Overshown. Um, Dan Quinn likes his linebackers a certain way. Don't forget that Overshown was a, a defensive back convert as well. He played two years of college as a cornerback. He did, but you know, as a safety. But he also played two at backer. Like, like that's the thing about him. He went from safety to backer, and he actually played backer 
Whereas, you know, Marquise Bell played safety. He didn't play backer and he played at, you know, the school he played at, the Rattlers. But but Overshone moved to linebacker for two seasons at Texas, and he showed that he could be a playmaker at the position. So, you know, I, I get I get Overshone having up, line, upside at the linebacker spot. Uh, their mistake to me yeah. was taking a safety, true safety, and putting that backer. And he admitted early in the season, hey, I'm still learning run fits. And we just kind of scoffed at yeah. it. Bro, you got a legitimate starting linebacker that is learning how to fit the run, and we ain't really mm-hmm. we didn't blink an eye. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But and the thing the thing about Overshone, he got the, he got the size to to fit the mold as well. Yeah, he'll fill so, out more so too. You, you, you know, what is Overshone two twenty? He'll fill out. He'll fill out more. Um, again, though, my expectations. Once we get to the position, I'll say it again. I I'm tempering them because of the ACL. I'm rooting like hell for him to to put it behind him, but we've mm-hmm. we've I don't want to play myself like we've done with these ACL injuries so I'm just going to temper my expectations absolutely absolutely man um the the main um quandary that I've had is how they've handled Mozzie throughout the season you know ma- making a guy drop Bro, the biggest of his body weight the is, biggest question is, mark I, I'm I really yeah. want to know what the hell happened there. yeah yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we'll ever truly know. There's, there's things. There's, there's things. You know that 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 have that have been said, but I don't know if it, you know if it's the only thing, right? Like there's, there's got to be something else to going from three thirty five to to two ninety ish. That's just wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you you more connected than me, so you you will find out things well before I I'll. It's flat. Out. I don't know you why I'm asking the question. If I was at that uh, presser at the end of the season, I'm flat out asking, "Hey, what's up with this Mozzie Smith? You know, losing 30, 40 damn pounds. Like, who, whose idea was that? Or if it wasn't somebody's idea, like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, that that'll that'll probably come up. That'll probably that'll probably be a, a big question. You know, um, when Jerry and Steven get back on on their radio commitment. Because it, it did it, that didn't come out until week eighteen, like two days before the Washington game. Nah, I think um, it was it was it was a little it wasn't later in the season. It was it was, it was a little later in the season. Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm talking about like the the last game of the season, Washington game that he that he lost that um, much weight. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that making a guy who was supposed who was drafted with the purpose of being you know a a wall. Um, at one tech and making them be three tech size is, um, I, I hope that there's a true purpose behind it. I hope that there's a true purpose behind it. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's the best way that I'll say it without, without being derogatory. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully for all these guys, this whole entire class, uh, the year two jump is, is, is huge, at least for a few of them. If not, this could, I don't want to say set you back, but it could be a detriment. I move forward. But hey, appreciate you, B. Uh, good call as always when you call in. I, I, I really enjoy talking to you. Always, Scott. Always, man. You you are a star in this thing, bro. Nah, man. I'm just Scott. But appreciate you, man. That's Brandon from Frankly Football. Make sure y'all check out. It's Frankly Football on YouTube, right? Yes, sir. There you go. Frankly Football on YouTube. Check him out. Peace. Man, I just happened to go back. I didn't. I, I thought. 
thought the Marvion Overshone was smaller than this. Uh, checked in at the combine at 6'3", 229. I, 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 for some odd reason, thought he was 220. Um, and maybe maybe he dropped that that weight once he got to camp. But if he can, if he continues to fill up, and that's what happens with these guys, these long, linear type of dudes with those type of genetics, um, he fills up and he stays at a solid 230. Hell, if he's truly 229, I mean, you ain't gonna put on five pounds and you typical linebacker in today's game. But if the Marvion Overshone is 6'3, 230, 235, I mean, that's that'll work, especially for a Will backer. Especially for a Will backer. But he's he's a he's a longer, taller guy. So it it doesn't look if he was 5'11, 230, it'd look more like Perryman or something like that. But he's longer dude, so maybe 235 would be better for him. Um, and I think he will. I think he will beef up for sure. Uh he ain't got nothing but the time now to be in the weight room and you know, rehabbing and whatnot. Now he'll, maybe he'll lose a little weight though because he's not able to do a whole lot because of the, the knee. Um, but offseason peanut butter, I can see, I can see Demo getting up to two thirty plus. I can see that. No, no, no. I'm not saying Demo for the Mike TC nine one five. See, we so infatuated with Mike linebacker, not get it. We definitely do though. We forget, yo, you need like three of them. You know what I'm saying? You need the other guy. You need the Greenlaw. You need the, you know, the Bat Patrick Queen, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you you give me a mic and you got Demo. Maybe 2024. He ain't that Demo, but for the future, that's a fun. It's a fun thought process. Patrick Queen. It took him to get a guy like Roquan Smith to really break out. So, yeah. All right. Let me read the super chat real quick. We're gonna wrap this thing up. I think it was A.A. Ron that dropped it. Let me refresh it, though. Yep. Super chat. Appreciate you, A.A. Ron. Dropped five and said, do you think not firing DQ but letting him get hired somewhere else is a pinching pennies thing by the Joneses so they don't have to buy him out? Fair question. Because rich people, they stay rich by doing things like this, right? Ain't no salary cap for coaches but that's a fair question man they might be on some oh i'm not paying for a guy who's not on this roster and and, or not roster but who's not you know on this team as a coach whereas a salary cap it pays for itself it ain't really their money but the coach's money is their money man's a billionaire he's tripping about five minutes I ain't no billionaire, so I, I you could be on to something, A.A. Ron. Maybe you're right. I just think that's crazy. But they don't fire guys. You think about it. The last dude they fired, like a high-ranking coach, if I'm not mistaken, like fired. Offense coordinator, defense coordinator, head coach was like, wait, wasn't it? Oh, you know they wasn't going to fire their stepchild. Kellen Moore. Oh, no, 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 no. Mutually parted ways. I'm going to do that. Didn't have the balls to fire McCarthy. Or Dan Quinn, for that matter. Jason Garrett. No, what let me say. Jason Garrett's their stepchild. Kellen Moore is their grandchild. We didn't fire Jason Garrett. Oh, contract ran out. I was going to go elsewhere. Jason Garrett could have got fired three, four times. And he didn't do it. So could be. But it's kind of wild. You a billionaire. We 
instead of making a move that you think can improve your team, we saying nah because we don't want to pay the three, four, five million dollars. And that's nothing to me. Right. And I say me, I mean I'm Jerry Jones. That's nothing. Crazy. <laughs> Rolo, why would you do that? Rolo said it would be funny if we made McCarthy take Kellen Morgan. Yo, if they did that, McCarthy has to quit. He, right? He has to quit. Like, there's no way you can do that. You want to talk about being unsullied. <sighs> that's that's disrespect right there. Hey, you know what, McCarthy? We're going to bring back Kellen Moore. <sighs> That'd be wild. But there you have the Cowboys Nation. Uh, Cowboys free agents play a little game of... Run that back, Turbo. Or... No, no! I think it went fairly smooth. Like I said to my guy Mel, I, I, and I said to you guys to start this whole thing, I really don't think there's these crazy decisions to be made this year. I can't remember who was all free agent last year when we did this. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think you're really sweating any of these dudes except maybe Tyron, like I said. Because you could potentially just say whatever off Tyron, and now you kind of box yourself into to the position. But, um, yeah, I think the Cowboys are in a good spot with their guys. And I don't think any of these dudes are going to cost you an arm in the leg. Nope. Not at all. And for those who may have not been here when we did this exercise, this isn't, it's very simple. It's just yes or no on a return. There was some, some details and nuance to it in regards to uh, if this guy returns, we got this guy, et cetera, et cetera. But there's so much more that's going to go into it. We made it very simple today. Uh, you got the draft coming up. All that stuff. So there's obviously, if you sign a guy, they're still draft. If you don't sign a guy, they're still draft. There's free agency, which we'll get to. Um, and, and a lot of the reason why, to be honest with y'all, some of these dudes, I was like, no, because I looked in the free agent market, and I'm like, shit, I'd rather go there. You know, let's let's do that. So we'll do a free agent primer. Um, Monday, we'll be back tomorrow, by the way. Tomorrow, we'll have Pat on. I'm not sure Monday or Tuesday. I'm talking to Foots. We'll have the Foots show where we're talking about the... Uh, Senior Bowl. So we got we got a Senior Bowl watch list. We're trying to get a top 10. The Foots having a tough time narrowing it down. And I can dig it. There's a lot of guys there. So maybe we'll just talk about some of the guys at Senior Bowl that we're looking forward to seeing. And I'm going to try to get another guest on from the Senior Bowl. So we working, man. Working for y'all. All right? With that said, really good show today. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. And we're going to keep this thing moving, man. Season may be over, but y'all know here... We 52 weeks out of the season, pretty much. Out of the year, I'm sorry. We always work. All right? Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Mom, Duke's in the building. This turned into a good one. A lot of good feedback on these uh, these free agents. Appreciate y'all. Good calls. Thank you for the uh, donations today. I'll check you out tomorrow. The next week we'll be back. Me and Watch. Can't wait, man. We got it.